Listen, oh, just so take bum. the part out. <laughs> oh, we're recording. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> you have to not use any of this. Welcome to the Mother Effer Podcast. I'm Beth. And I'm Jessie. We are two moms who are ready to stop being polite. And start getting real about this thing called motherhood. Because motherhood is no joke, y'all. So put on your big girl panties. Grab a drink. And, and let's, let's do, do this thing. thing. All right, Mother Effers. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. We're Welcome back. We're cosmic brownies and having mocha chino beer. Oh, my God. You're so ridiculous. It's a mocha <laughs> plum stout. It says mocha on the thing. <laughs> it's uh, from Legal Remedy um, Brewery, you know, like out in Rockville. I like how their um, logo looks like a pharmacy. Like, beer, you know, it doesn't look like, you know, a pharmacy has a little X Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. I see that now. It's very good, though, right? It's good beer. This is the prescription for having a good Wednesday. It's all gone. Yes. And enjoying our cosmic brownies. I was saying to Beth earlier that I... This is a treat. I mean, I bought a whole box at the grocery store and hid them away because I saw them and I was like, "Mm, cosmic brownie. I do that, Okay. I see you. And, uh, (laughs) you know, I didn't get that shit when I was little because my mother was like, no, she was so crunchy. <laughs> She's like, mm-mm. mm-mm. That will instantly give you cancer. Yes, exactly. So uh, I have a whole box of it uh, squirreled <laughs> away, and then my little demon children found them and annihilated them before I could even have one. So tonight, when I'm on my way to record, I'm like, I'm going to stop and get some beer. And then I saw the boxes of cosmic like, brownies. Did Kenny G start playing? Oh, my God. Or like Patrick Swayze. <laughs> She's like the wind. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. They op- Somebody opened up a freezer door and the air blew my hair back, you know, and I was just like, yes, cosmic brownie. <laughs> so I'm going to keep them in my car and they're nice. going to be my car snack Good. and no one else is allowed to fucking have them. I hide food in my room, too. Yeah. In fact... A few weeks ago, I posted on our local mom's group and I said, what are your number one mom hacks? And one of them was I hide snacks that I want in my room and I hide my kids snacks in there too so that they aren't eating them all in one day. Yeah. 100%. Oh my God. But see, the problem is I share a room with a man who will (laughs) sniff that shit out (laughs) and then he will eat it. When you say your kids found them, you're not, it's not just your children. It's also your. You know, I didn't consider that. But, I bet uh, he's but the yeah, one that found him. I was like, let's see him. Probably. All. Let's see him all before he notices. And then we'll be like, uh-huh. I know. <laughs> but even like, it's just like just the cellophane of like, <laughs> it's so in your hands and like the really terrible when these, like chocolate chips. When these came out, so good. Like all of the stuff that they're wrapped in and made out of was so bad. And it still is bad for it's the terrible. environment. It's bad for us, but we just didn't care. Like, the 90s were different. A little bit. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Well, you know, I think we weren't as um, woke. Is that right? So, <laughs> Beth's making a goddamn mess over here. It's a cosmic brownie. Oh, no. Right. I'm going to stop eating because it's gross. I'm sure somebody already turned it off. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I wanted to tell you a story. Um, I was pulling into the teeter, Harris Teeter, and uh, this was tonight. You know, thinking, all right, I'm going to get my beer. Dwayne's always so cool. Producer Dwayne giving us beer. I was like, I'm going to bring some tonight. And uh, at the intersection, the light's green. I'm going straight. But all of a sudden, all the cars in front of me stop. And I'm like, 
fuck, what's going on? And I'm, the first thing I think is, oh my God, I'm going to be late. Not, did somebody get hurt or is there an accident? I'm just like, <laughs> I'm going to be late. This means I can't get my beer. Fuck you. And then, was it as like I ducks inch, crossing the road or something? Yeah, well, like, because there's cars going around something. And so I'm like, oh God. And so I, th- the first thing, then I was like, okay, it's probably a deer or something. Maybe, I don't know, because they're all over the place out right. there. So there was this like older guy with a cane who was trying to cross the street and like hobbling as fast as that he could. That is not the same as ducks. It was. So <laughs> my, like, as soon as I see him, no, it's definitely not. Like, I would have stopped traffic and walked okay, that man across so the street. So that's what I was about to do when this really young guy, maybe a teenager, maybe Uh-oh. in his early 20s, okay. on the other side of the road saw him and stopped his car and stopped traffic to help him across the street. I fucking know. It was amazing. Oh, I wish you had his name. Like, I wish Dude. you could be reporting live from this location. Oh, my God. It was like, I feel like I've seen this video before on, like, Facebook or Instagram. You don't think it was, like, a plant? <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe anything you anymore. totally fucking ruined it. <laughs> I was so excited for humanity. I, I actually was going to say that. Like, I have faith in humanity. Like, I'm so happy to know that somebody in this but, wretched fucking state raised a nice child. Yeah. <laughs> what if he's like one of those like YouTubers who, yeah, who planned that was like, shit to record it and put it online. What if it was a, like, okay, God you know what? It, Forget yeah. what I said. Yeah, it's already there. It's already out there. <laughs> Sorry. I was so excited. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to say, like, because I would have stopped. Like, I would have gotten out and ruined the video and been like, fuck off. This is my time to shine. I know. <laughs> Send me the video. Well, that's immediately what I was going to do. I was like, fuck. Like, oh, my God. Nobody's stopping. Everybody's driving around him like he is a duck. You know? And I'm just like, oh, my God. He's the person. Trying to cross. At night. Trying to cross the street. I'm like, oh, my God. That's why it all seems a little suspicious. (laughs) You're so right. God damn it. All right. Well, Beth won humanity zero. I'm sorry. I'm such a cynical bitch. So I did um, bring you the um, plague dolls. Oh, right. So Eddie has to do a project. Yeah. And he can, listen, he got this assignment in January. Uh-huh. Okay. And we are doing it now. And yep. it is due on Monday. Of course it is. <laughs> of course. We both have known about it. So I can't just throw him under the bus. But we both also live in the fifth grade still where you do your projects at school. Okay. Right? Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I think that mm-hmm. should be a universal thing. Like, stop sending this shit home. I don't yeah. have the brain capacity to keep track of this bullshit. Mm-hmm. No. So he has what to What is it on? It's on, he was like the Silk Road, um, Pompeii, or Medieval Times. Okay. And he had to make a diorama, which okay. is one of my favorite things to do. So I yeah. was into it. Yeah. But he had like decision fatigue or something because he just couldn't pick. And I'm like, well, if we do Pompeii, we can really make bougie it up and make a volcano and yeah. like, put a fan in there and make it look right. like erupting. And that sounded like a lot of work, I guess. So he said <laughs> no. And and then he wanted to. And then he's like, well, what about a medieval castle? And I'm like, ah, I guess. And he's okay. like, I can build it out of Legos. And I'm like, great. And then yeah. like he started doing that maybe three weeks ago and then got distracted and never oh finished my God. it. <laughs> of course. And so I finally was like, Eddie, we need to pick something. Yeah. And so I look up Medieval Times. We're going through his notebook. He is crying at this point. Because of course. he is like, I don't know what to do. And nobody likes me at school. And I la 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 la. Like it turned into a real dramatic event. Yes. All the anxiety. And I'm like, all up. we need to do is pick a topic. Yeah. He's like, I don't know anything about anything. Meanwhile, I get an email today saying that he qualified for like the history B. Oh, I'm like, you're such a nerd. Look at 
give me a break. Know. You don't yeah. know anything about anything. <laughs> and so I'm looking it up and I, I look up medieval times yep. and I see the Black Plague. Yeah. And I was like, hey, how about we do this? He's like, I don't know if that was on the sheet. And I, <laughs> I'm like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> but I emailed the teacher right yeah. away. I'm like, can Eddie do the Black Plague? And she's like, that's a great idea. And here's what he needs to do. And yeah, so we're working on it. We're getting it done. I am making a diorama and I needed dead bodies. <laughs> Cue Jesse. Okay. So um so Ava has the stall house. Mm-hmm. And for Christmas, her grandparents got her a whole set of like little wooden doll people to go inside mm. the house. They're super cute. They're like malleable. You can make them sit down and do different positions and stuff. So mm. Ava loves to watch me do makeup. So lately she's been painting on all of her dolls. On okay. their eyes, on their lips, on whatever, you know. And and yeah, it's totally cute and it washes off, so I don't give a shit, right? Right. Whatever. It's, it's also, fine. yeah. Yeah, uh, it's fine. Um, but some of the dolls look, um, it's graphic. Like, <laughs> there's like red paint on their mouths and their hands, so it like looks they like they've been night. like, a, like, like a, you know, zombie, like, oh, like eating, eating into somebody's people. brain, you know. Mm. And so I wanted to bring you, I brought you a whole bag of like uh, dollhouse stuff, so you have nice. like beds and couches <gasps> oh, and we all can make the a stuff. Whole infirmary. Yeah, dude. Okay, but so I have normal people. Oh. So like here's little grandpa. <laughs> we'll put pictures of this stuff online our and stuff. We okay. will. We've got grandpa. We've got this gender neutral child here. I'm not really sure what's happening. So like normal, okay. Um, and then we have some that <laughs> Ava painted that look like Night of the Walking Dead. Right? With oh like my the God. red. Is that a <laughs> It looked like a chicken when you pulled it out at first. I was like, mm. so she's got a little blood in her hair and on her face and on her hands and you know, yeah, I think that's there's one some of the dead people. There's yeah. So I figured, you know, Ava's got these dolls that look, uh, you know, a like they're haunted a little bit, <laughs> and they make great plague victims, right? Because like people who had the plague, I'm sure that they like bled out of all of their they did orifices. Yes. Yeah, it was bad. So I have cute like normal people like grandpa and you know gender neutral child and then you know the really scary ones yeah so perfect you'll have all the things you need the cart for the body showed up in the mail today oh my god (laughs) (laughs) and i'm gonna mold a like a plague doctor mask that weird bird mask oh yeah play and put it on the face of grandpa i think he'll be the the plague doctor i love it i love it yeah because they're like, you know hot, women didn't do shit back little then. pustules on everybody oh my god yeah. what is he doing be, nah, i don't know <laughs> taking I, credit like my friends doing. i asked my friends i said oh we have to do this project and i am just not coming up with ideas for what this diorama should look like and we use this app called group me and they have a whiteboard feature oh and so one of my friends texting. drew like a whole picture of what the whole thing should look like and wow. then another one of my friends was like not to draw over your picture but it'd really be cool if there was some perspective and then you can do this 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 so i have pictures nice like everybody's helping eddie do this project that everyone but eddie yeah yeah he did write no cards of Rob last night, so okay. he did do that. Okay, so at least he'll know what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Yep, I need to hone it in because he needs to tell us what happened. 
Yeah. How it affected those times and how it affected our times now. Yeah. He's got to do your presentation and like, yeah, rehearse it for you guys. Good. Okay. Look at you mom <laughs> and it up. the murder dolls. I appreciate it. You're so welcome. Anytime. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to also give a little shout out to um, one of my very, very best friends who is one just a huge fucking fan of the show. Aww. And she loves you. And she um, recently... Like over the holidays in 2022, found out that her husband of 18 years was cheating on her. And oh, when is the bonfire? Mm, yeah. So um, he has moved out. He is with this woman who is also his supervisor. Um, <laughs> who is, and she is so, hmm, you know, not to disparage on other women, but you know, she's not a very nice lady. Um, and so Do they she have children. Yes, they oh, have nice. a teenage okay. daughter. Oh, nice. Who Turn now, <laughs> yeah, who now, you know, doesn't believe in love anymore oh. and has no trust in men who doted on her father, who was like this totally normal guy, like dad, golfer, like postal worker, like totally, and then went off the fucking rails. I have heard about this happening to three other people in my life. No. And... I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's just men it happens to. It's sure, not, it right. happens to women too. And the thing is, like now that I am divorced and I know, okay, great, I'm going to move on with my life with or without someone, whatever. That is not my focus. The problem is, is if you have procreated with somebody and created children. You're with them forever. Forever. Yeah. and You're going to have to see... And hear and talk mm -hmm. about all of the things. And sometimes yeah. you'll overshare because you are friends. Right. I had to put boundaries up this week myself about oh, stuff. Because okay. I was like, I am happy you're happy. Mm -hmm, I mm -hmm. want to know how yeah. happy. Yeah, sure. Like, I'm yep. happy you're happy. Let's just leave it at that. She and like it was really rough. I feel like the first couple months I can of this year, it was a very big portrayal. Yes. Like, why cheat when you're that unhappy? Just leave first. Right. And so, yes, they have a teenage daughter together, and he is he is gone. She refuses to speak to him. But oh. my girlfriend is taking all the right steps, and she's in therapy. Her daughter's in therapy. They're, you know, making sure that they're uh, financially taken care of. Like, she is on top of this shit. Nice. And she's not letting him bully her around. Good. Right? Yeah, which is amazing. And she's also not treating him like shit either. Like, she's kind of, at this point, she's like, I'm just done. Like right. I it's don't a hate business him. Transaction at right. this point, there's no need for it to be emotional in any way. Right. What's right. happened has happened. There's nothing you can do to change it. So she texts me um, a couple days ago, and <laughs> I love her so much. But she uses periods all the time in her text messages. It's like never tell her tone. <laughs> so I'm like so scared okay. that something happened. <laughs> Quick pause. Logan texted me something this week, and it was like. I need to tell you something before I get in trouble kind of thing. Oh, shit. And I responded to him and put a period at the end of my like sentence. Like you knew it was serious. And he was like, what does that period mean? Yes. Yes. Are you upset with me? Yes. And I was like, are you serious? Yes. He's like, no, whenever you put a period at the end of a sentence, it means you're you're really mad. And oh, I'm my like, God. Are you for real? Like, Dude, I don't even know what you're talking about. A period is so aggressive. It is so fucking aggressive. And like, but with Amanda, period. it's like she's, I'm like, okay. Business. Yeah. I was she like, e what happened? <laughs> Period. Uh, I'm like, okay, fuck. What's go? What right. What is like? What has he done now? Because it's really been one thing after another mm -hmm. for a few months now with him. And so we hopped on the phone. We were FaceTiming, um, and 
she was really happy and excited. And I was like, what is going on? And she was like, I joined Tinder. Oh, shit. (laughs) Oh, goodness. And like me, she was only with one man who was her husband because we both met our husbands really, really young. So she's only been with one person. Oh, my God. And so she is at this point where she's like really focused on improving herself. Yeah. Like she, you know, physically and she's in therapy and she, she she's thinking about like the future and next steps and like letting him fuck around and find out, right? And just right. whatever. Live your life. Yeah. And she- See how this works out for you. It's none of my fucking business right. anymore. And she still gets emotional about it, of course. Uh, it just yeah. happened. It's super fresh. But she is like so excited to take this next step. And she's been like going on dates. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. And she was like, please tell Beth that she is my hero. And oh my God. She's Meanwhile, my role I'm model. Like, I will never go on a date ever because <laughs> I'm afraid of being murdered. <laughs> <laughs> she is so excited. And it's like the, this whole new world of like possibility it that has opened up for her. Once you meet somebody that can do things and treat you a different way yeah. than you've been used to for so long long right a it sometimes feels like a joke yeah because you're like is this real life or are you just trying to get with me <laughs> yeah right right either way it's fine i just like there. to know beforehand <laughs> yeah but um yeah. yeah until you know you don't know i don't know how to put it any other way you and don't know until like... you know and then it's like i'm digmatized right <laughs> <laughs> you're doing it's like all like when you say that all i can imagine is like one of those like um like from what is that old show? Da, na, 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 the Twilight. Zone. Okay, so I see the spinning thing, and then I see the eggplant in the middle, and it's spinning with the spinning thing, and I, that's all I see is like you're being hypnotized it's, with it's, the eggplant in the middle. Like, what? <laughs> but it's she's, a, it's a thing. I, I, there's nothing wrong with it either. I'm here to tell you. Yeah, we are human beings. Yeah, and but she's not like looking for a relationship. She's not looking for anything emotional. She she's just it. going on dates. She's like, let me get my dinner paid for. Let me meet somebody yeah. new. Let me enjoy this part of my life. I've never had like she we you know and she and I talk about this all the time. Like we were in our twenties, we were married and having kids. Like mm-hmm. we didn't ever have that. Like sell your wild oats. And granted, she's not a wild oats kind of gal. Neither am I. But like she's still like missed going out. out on dates is not sowing any wild oats. Just it's, so you know, you know but yes. it is for us. Yeah. Yeah, like it, it is for is. us. And so she is just, I'm so proud of her because she's really like owning her herself and her next moves and like choosing what's best for her and Taylor, her daughter, instead of, well, let me wallow or let me be upset or let me try to get him back or let me be really Ooh. angry, right? Which yeah. she could be. She has every fucking right she is. to Don't stew worry. in her anger, but she's choosing not to. That's and great. it's awesome. That's, yeah. I love the fact that she got into therapy right away. Yeah. And I love the fact that she is choosing to not sit in it. I'm not yeah. going to lie. I sit in it. I don't know if that's just how I am. Yeah. But I have had, I'm much better at it, but that's how it was near the beginning. Okay. Mostly in the middle though. Like in the beginning, it was like, oh, I'm going to go out and have fun. Do yeah. what I want. Nobody's going to tell me what to do. And and then it was, you know, kind of gets into like a grind mode. Okay. Where, like a dating grind mode? Not not dating. It's just there are certain things about li- even just living with somebody that you yeah. miss, like having someone to talk to. Yeah. And but that's what she said. She was like, this guy hugged me at the end of the date and like really hugged me. And I forgot how much I needed like human yeah. connection. 
And then you feel, and that's when you cry a little bit. Yeah. Because you go home and you're like, this is not how this was supposed to end up. Right. I wasn't supposed to be getting text messages from my ex-husband about how happy he is. Mm. It's not, I'm not, I'm not unhappy about him sharing, but I'm yeah. also like, mm. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I don't want to know. It's a line. It's a yeah. line for sure. So, so, and and I did, you know, usually I would just let it go because I'm happy that we're friends, but mm-hmm. I was like, no, I'm going to put a boundary up and maybe he got a thrill out of the fact that it got to me. Yeah. But. At least now I I know I'm not going to have to hear about it anymore. <laughs> Good. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you for saying something. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. See, per our last episode. Yeah. And it wasn't mean or spiteful it or anything. Have to be. It was like, hey, I'm happy for you. I just don't need to know yeah, the details. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yes. Okay. Right. So speaking of being empowered as fuck, let's talk about uh, it's Women's History Month. Hell yeah. Starting yes. today. Yes. And I... so... We're going to talk about uh, two women that we've both brought to the table. I have like six. I'm sorry. I, I, I have a Oh, lot. okay. See, <laughs> I, I did a like a snippet. deep dive on one. Okay. We'll do a deep dive on yours and then we'll do like snippets of the ones that I picked because I was like, I like a ton of women. I know. Okay. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay if you don't. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I do, but. So yeah, I did mine. Um, so. In my Facebook feed, it's a really interesting, like, curated, algorithmic (laughs) lineup of shit. So it's, like, friends posts, ads that they know I'll buy shit from, and then it's a lot of history stuff. So it's a lot of indigenous and black history because I think it's so interesting, and I love reading these stories, and I love learning about people that have changed lives and have changed the world that we may never have known about, right? Mm -hmm. I think it's so cool. Um, and so especially, um, when it's a woman, right? So it's a woman of color. I'm like, fuck yeah. Yeah. Look at them make waves. So I did mine, um, on this woman. Her name is Bridget Biddy Mason. Everybody called her Biddy. And so she was born, they think between 1815 and 1818. They're not really sure because she was born into slavery. Could you in Georgia. imagine like people in what, 2095? Yeah. Saying, well, we can't really be sure when they were born. Somewhere around 2004. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's, just amazing. It's incredible. I mean, it's it's because she was born into slavery. And so she, her life was not accounted for. Her life did not matter. It was, yeah. So when she was really, really young, um, she was gifted as a wedding gift to a Mormon couple. She was the gift. Yes. She was separated from her parents. Oh, my God. And was given as a gift, a wedding gift, to this Mormon couple. Could you imagine just thinking that's yeah. okay? Like, oh, I know. I know what we'll give them. We'll give them Biddy. Yeah, right. It, absolutely. What? Yeah. It's insane. It's insane to me. And so um, this couple ended up, uh, the Smiths were their name. Oh, my God. Of course they were. Of course. Converted to <laughs> Mormonism. <laughs> yes. It's such a, just like a terrible... American white person. I have, my best friend's last name is Smith. I'm sorry. But he's Korean. I'm sorry. And oh. so, yeah, he's adopted. Oh, so. oh okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, Smith. Okay. But <laughs> I was the first one to say, of course, it was their name. So, yeah. Sorry, Nick. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're okay. friends still. Yeah. You know, I don't care. So, um, she was working for this Mormon family, the Smiths, for a long time. They lived in Mississippi, 
Mm. Um, and then they converted to Mormonism, and then they they so like were some John Smith person came through Mississippi and was like, "Hey, guess so what? at the time, and you'll yeah, be exactly." <laughs> at the time, it was Brigham Young. So Brigham Young, oh right, that guy, yeah, what a funny name, was the leader of the Mormon movement, and he had disciples all over the place that were yes, basically like going into towns and you know giving like, sermons and baptizing people into the religion, right? Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say like a cult, but I don't want to say that because then I'll get hate mail. It's not a cult; it's a tr- it's a religion. I know, but it, just saying. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they're all kind of culty. Yeah, the lines are blurred there, way. but yeah, uh huh, a little bit. Organized religion is culty as fuck. Um, and so I don't care which one, which organized religion you're a part of. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, and so this family, the Smith family, were part of this mass exodus of Mormons. That were that were gathering in Utah, right? Uh-huh. So this is that time that people were were you know getting into Utah as Mormons and really making it like okay, this is our state, the Mormon state. This is our haven. Okay, so like because everybody, I feel like every time you say Utah these days, people know right yeah. away like oh Mormon. That's, that's the first where, thing. That's like LDS their Mecca, right? So this was that time where people started to move you know different parts of the country into Utah. So, um. What's fucking insane to me is that the family forced Biddy to walk from Mississippi to Utah. Was so, it like a covered wagon journey? I'm not sure. Covered wagon, carriages, you know, it definitely wasn't by train. Yeah, I was going to say, was there a train? Like, I don't right, know. Right. There was no, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, I don't know my industrial history, but like she 18, walked. 15. She walked 1,619 miles. She walked from Mississippi to Utah. She was forced to. At, she was 32 years old. And she had her own kids. She had three kids. And so along. With who? I doesn't say. And I did, no, I no, did no, a lot of research. Like it doesn't matter, but I have a feeling like. Mm-hmm. Huh? Mm-hmm. She was given as a gift. Mm-hmm. It's unclear. And I, and I looked at multiple sources and I did a lot of reading and I couldn't. There was, well, there was never anything said about who the dad okay. was. Well, like, if anybody knows like, yeah, anything, let us know. Cause that's, that's something that makes me even more angry. <laughs> a little bit. So she, you know, was forced to walk this harrowing journey, not only walk, but like as they were stopping to make camp, you know, she was forced to cook. She was forced to set up the tents. She was forced to unload things and load things back up. Um, there were women on the journey with them who were having babies and she was the midwife oh and she was God. forced to deliver babies along this journey. I mean, and then walk like stay up all night and deliver a baby and then let's walk another 500 miles. I mean, it was insane. Yeah. So, and she's 32 years old. God. So, um, they were in Utah for about four years and then Brigham Young made the proclamation that he wanted to send a group um, of individuals to California. Oh. Um, some sources say they were looking for gold. It was that gold rush period, right, mm-hmm. where people were going out west. Some people say, you know, they were out, they were sent out there to, you know, go on missions and spread the gospel, whatever. There's conflicting. But anyway. I'm sure it was a little bit, bit of both. Brigham Young did warn uh, the Smiths that. Slavery was illegal in California. And so if they wanted to go out there, they might face some resistance. And so they just ignored him and went anyway. I mean, the Smiths dude, he sounds like a real piece of shit. Um, I mean, he just <laughs> is not a good guy. Uh, but 
he was like, you know, I'm going to fuck around and find out. Yeah. I'm just going to go anyway. So I'll do what I want. Right. Exactly. Yep. So he took his wife and his children and Biddy and um, three other individuals and her daughters. And they went out to California to San Bernardino, California. Mm -hmm. And so um, I just look at my notes because I just want to make sure that I get it right. Okay. So when she was in San Bernardino, obviously slavery was illegal. So black individuals were walking the streets. They were owning homes. They were working, you know, and she is looking at this community around her and is like, what is happening? Like, how, how are you doing this? And was told that slavery was illegal, that now that she was in this state, she could be free. And so she continuously goes to the Smiths and tells them this. And of course, they're just ignoring her or blowing her off. I mean, and really, like, what is she going to do? Right. Right. Because that's her livelihood. She either gets to be their indentured servant or live on the street. (laughs) And she she did try to run away to Los Angeles. Um, They caught her. They brought her back. So, I mean, she really did try to get away. Wow. After she ran away and they brought her back, the Smiths decided that they were going to take their slaves into Texas where slavery was legal. Oh, so they had more than just Biddy. Yes. Okay, got it. And um, they were going to sell them out there because they were staying in California. So instead of, you know, doing the humane thing. And letting them live their life. Right. Of course. Right. No, he wanted to take them out there. And Biddy was very worried about being separated from her daughters. They were still young. And so um, she ended up working with some other individuals who were in the area. And the um, one of the courts in California agreed to hear her case. Now, the shitty part is so fucked up is that during this time, black people could not testify against white people, even in California. Yeah, it was the law. So she could not testify in court of her life oh, how or her circumstances or, right, no, none of this. So what was so the point? So Smith, Mr. Smith, um, he's a horrible, like I said, horrible piece of shit. First of all, he bribed her lawyer to not show up in court, okay? And then oh he, second of all, got up and said, oh, Biddy wanted to go to Texas. She wants to go to Texas. I'm not forcing her to go there. She wants to go on her own free will. Right. So the good thing about all of this is that the judge in this court was like, mm, sorry, <laughs> I'm going to call you bullshit because she didn't want to go to Texas. Yeah. Who wants Mm-mm. to go to Texas when they can be no. free in California? Yeah, exactly. That makes no sense, Smith. So she was freed. And she was given all of her documents that said as much. So she and her, and her daughters, yes, her okay. daughters and um, 10 other slaves that he had were freed. Oh, nice. Which was amazing because of Biddy, because she would not stop. Like while they were in California during all that time, that was her sole focus, right? Was to figure out how am I going to get out of this house? How am right. I going to survive? How am I going to live in this state without them like she she just she wanted to be free of course she did she's a human being and so um years go by she and her daughters are living with a prominent business family in the area they're all working really really hard and saving their money to buy their own house Mm -hmm. um and so um biddy during this period when she was living with this family she worked as a nurse and a midwife because she had a ton of experience she delivered all those Pioneer yeah. Day lady 
baby. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Under the covered, covered wagons. wagons. And Little House on the Prairie, baby. Exactly. Um, and so she was actually very well known and worked with some of the most prominent doctors in, in the state. Um, they wanted her by their side. Um, she even went as far because she was not only a midwife and a nurse, but she was an herbalist. She, Ooh, she, a witch. Oh, she's amazing. She spent time um, healing people during the smallpox epidemic <gasps> that happened in California. Wow. Yeah. And so she is like giving of herself, right? Like mm-hmm. to be a nurse and a midwife is just so it's, it's so self-sacrificing anyway. Yeah. Um, but then to like work with people who are that sick, who right. you like catch COVID. it and die too. Right. Yeah. And so she was out there helping people getting like gaining a shit ton of respect from the community and from doctors and the medical community and watching her. Um, and so she, and the whole time was just saving and saving and saving and her daughters as well. And so they bought their own place after a few years. Um, she was one of the first black women in California to own property. Wow. Yeah. And so she's still working as a nurse. She's still working as a midwife Not today, but at this time period, <laughs> Yeah, right. Yes. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> I was like, she's what? a ghost nurse. Yeah, That's amazing. Like, this is weird. Ooh, you have the flu. Ooh, no. <laughs> Biddy ain't having it. No, mm-hmm. she's, she's like, like I retired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fuck yeah. So Go she she was so brilliant and used part of her property, her land, um. To let like weary travelers, horses, carriages, people who were traveling to California, she would let them rest there and they would essentially pay like a fee, right? Like a a campground. Exactly. So she used part of her property as this campground and it was actually considered one of the first parking lots in California. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So she like essentially invented the parking lot. California has never been free. <laughs> no, it is not. No. <laughs> um, no. And so, but you know, if anybody's gonna make money off of people parking, it's gonna be fucking Diddy. Yeah. I mean, she was smart as hell, right? And I mean, she—it's pretty ingenious, actually, for that Tenacious, time. Like, yeah. It's exact. Yeah, exactly. So, um, she not only was continuing her work, you know, with sick people and midwifery, and she's, you know, making money now off of this parking lot, she started to invest in commercial real estate. Yeah. And so while she is investing and while she is amassing her fortune, she is giving back so much to others. So she started one of the first um, elementary schools for black kids in San Bernardino. Um, or excuse me, in Los Angeles, pardon me, because she did move to Los Angeles um, with her daughters. She um, started one of the very first daycares for black children. Um, she started the first AME church out in California, the very first one ever. She don't, she bought the land for them and oh, wow. the, donated the money to get the church built. So like she is just constantly giving back to people. Like she's not just like sitting there like miserly, like hoarding her her fortune, right? She was really like building communities yeah. out there and giving back and taking care of children. Like children who had no homes, she was helping them. She was letting them stay. She was finding them homes. Like she's just pouring herself into people who like her were probably at one time super broken people mm-hmm. and trying to make their lives better. Um, Do you think women are more apt to be that way with their riches than men? Fuck yeah. 
Okay, oh my yeah, god! I was thinking the same thing. I, I mean, mean, I'm not saying men can't be philanthropic, but it's like listening to you talk about her and yeah. how she used her money for good. Like, have a rest. Like, it's it's taking yeah. care. Yeah. That, what is it? Kin kindred spirit. What is it? Kin keeping. Yeah. But yeah. She's making money off it. <laughs> exactly. And she's and she's not only like kin keeping for the entire community, but like she is teaching them how to take care of themselves. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And she is. Yeah. She is. You know, using her, you know, her money and her good fortune and her smarts to help everybody else around her. And everybody called her auntie, you know, because she was that that's who she was. So many people. Yeah, Yeah, that's she was just so warm and kind. And, you know, she was, you know, from what I read, it didn't seem like she was very pretentious or very like well to do. Like she was dining with like the governor of California and like these very prominent wealthy doctors. They all had her over for dinner, you know, and she was never um, like pompous about it. You know, she was just like, all right, how can I give back? Right. Right. And so um, that's one of the things that I loved about her. I feel like is that she was really building her fortune. Um, She saved and invested until her fortune reached about 300 thousand dollars which in today's money is about six million dollars yeah so through her lifetime she saved and she invested and she reinvested in her community and she did not take shit from nobody god i feel like everybody could still learn from benny i mean she was one of the wealthiest black women you know landowners ever in california during this time period i mean she just she decided I am not going to be defined by this thing, right? By being a former slave, by being a black right. woman, this is not my right? Identity. Like, right, exactly. No, she was like, I'm smart as shit, and I am, I am a lover of humanity, mm-hmm. and I'm going to make things better. That's it. That's just what I'm going to do. That there's just no ifs about it, right? And I love that she did that. I love that she came from you know a really hard life i think we can't even imagine no, what her yeah, life was that's like hard is not enough of yeah, a word for it it's just just inhumane right yeah. disgusting horrible horrible circumstances and then ended up being one of the wealthiest women in california by the time she died she died at the age of 73 um but there that was, was pretty freaking old for especially that for period. back then right yeah i feel like you know it was like 40s Right. Yeah. It was like people were like, you know, kicking off pretty early. So she lived to 73. <laughs> you know, why did that stop happening? <laughs> but she had this this quote that I saw a couple times and I thought it was really um, just really beautiful. She said, if you hold your hand closed, nothing good can come in. The open hand is blessed for it gives in abundance even as it receives, which I thought was really cool. So, like, I don't know. I just. I feel like that's, you know, I'm going to bring it full circle real quick. Yeah, to do your it. friend. Yeah. Her hands are open. Yeah. She is like, bring me something new. Bring me something good. Yeah. And like you said, you know, a lot of women keep their hands closed after they've been hurt like that. Right. And they exactly. don't allow it back in. Right. Right. So and that's what Biddy, I mean, she was so hurt. Like she. Yeah. Uh, we right? hurt. Yeah. She was so hurt. And instead of, you know, amassing wealth and then hunkering down. Which I think would be a natural instinct, right? Oh, to yeah. like self-preserve, I will be right? A hermit, if like, I make money, self-preservation. Like yeah. no one else is ever going to hurt me again. We're doing know? this podcast from my cabin in the woods. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can you hear me, Jesse? Yeah. No, <laughs> I will not leave. <laughs> you know, like 
she, yeah, I, I just found her story so inspiring and, um, you know, it's women's history month and just to be a woman of color and to have made such a mark that is still existent in LA, you know, she has a park named after her. She's, um, she is honorably, um, mentioned and displayed at the, I think it's the national social work. Um, I can't remember the name of it. Oh, I'm sorry guys, but she is recognized. She mm-hmm. is remembered. People still are just amazed by her story, um, which should be a fucking movie. I think it would just be amazing. It would be. It would be so amazing. Um, but yeah, I just, when you said that we needed to pick a woman, I was like, God, I just shared this post of this woman. Let me go back and look. And I was like, yes. Yeah, because we could, I, and I remember texting you. I was like, I mean, we all love the usual suspects. Sure, of course. somebody different. I had no idea. Like my, right. Because like Betty. my initial instinct was like, RBG. Right. But we've, you know, Ruth Bader Ginsburg is well loved as yeah, she should she be. Is well and known. And yeah, right. Exactly. Yes. So I was like, let me let me talk about a woman who maybe some, you know, you guys have never heard of before. Yeah, that thank you. Did some really that. cool shit. Yeah. So fucking women power. Yes. I love it. Yeah. yeah. I have a bunch of really rando ones. Oh, super here. random. The first one I want to share with you, though, I feel like is our spirit animal. Okay. Her name is Margaret Sanger. Do you know Margaret Sanger? Why does that sound so familiar? Margaret yeah. Sanger was born in Corning, New York, and her father was an Irish immigrant and her mother was an Irish American. When was she born? I don't know. Oh. 1879. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, we're going back in time. Yeah, like, we there are. There's nobody that, I don't know, if, like, nobody that's. <laughs> okay. Wait, no, there is. Anyway, it's anyway. Women's History Month. Her so. father, so her mom and dad are Catholic, Roman Catholic at that. And uh, her mother had 11 children. Oh, and God. she felt her mother's early death was both to be blamed on the family's poverty and her mother's frequent pregnancies and childbirth. Of course. Of so course. she was the first woman to advocate for birth control and women's <gasps> health. Nice. Okay. Yep. yep. That's I amazing. was like, thanks, girl. Oh, what did she do, you. though? I don't know. Okay. She advocated. I just did. I. Why are you asking me questions? I told you. I okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Margaret Sanger, S-A-N-G-E-R. Okay. She advocated for birth control and women's health because obviously before that, nobody gave a shit. We were just factories for babies. Of course. That was it. Right. Eleven. Eleven. I would have so dropped many. it. Too. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. I mean, your body's done. Your body's fucking wrecked, man. And like, even back then, like, poor nutrition, poor hygiene, right? Ugh. Like, all of these things that are like actively rooting against you, you to just survive. Hospital. You right? don't have a. No. You don't have any of that stuff. No. So, like, the fact that she was able to birth 11 children, right? Of right. course she fucking died because, you know. Or Shit. had that many child, ch- I don't know, childbirths, I guess 11 childbirths, but multiple pregnancies. It's possible she was sure, pregnant right. many, many more times. Oh, my God. It's but it, she kind of like drew the line, was like, you know what? We don't have to get pregnant. Sex is not something that we need to do just to get pregnant. Like, right. we can enjoy it, too. Thanks very much. Yes. And uh, yeah. we can make a decision on whether we want to have these babies. Yeah. Like, okay. Okay. And they didn't hang her or anything? She was. No. Oh, wow. She didn't That's get amazing. Hung. No. I'm surprised. She okay. lived until 1966. Wow. Yeah. Shit, girl. Wow. Okay. So the second one I have is the Maharari. Wait a minute. Maharari. 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 Whatever. Okay. M- oh, my God. It's like I can hear myself say it and I can't I say it. Maharaja? 
Hari. Mm-hmm. She was Maharaja? a Dutch dancer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm. She was a Dutch dancer that was a spy for France during World War I. She shared Ooh. the information she received from members of the German military with the French government. Yeah. But she was suspected of being a double agent and <gasps> was executed no! by firing squad. Even. By whom? Which side? Mm, German. Oh, The Germans shit. killed her. She was executed <gasps> by a firing squad in October 1917. So they suspected that she was a spy? Yep. It's okay. never been proven, though. Okay. So she was a spy, but they suspected she was a double agent. She was working for both sides. Fuck. But this lady used her body. Okay. Like, she's fine in her little belly dancing outfit. Yeah, she's oh, beautiful. Let me dance sexy for you. Tell me your plans for mm-hmm. the war. <laughs> and <No>. then... <laughs> Tell me about that new camp. Yeah. Look at my turtles and tell me the plan. That's amazing. Wow. Okay. Okay. So the next person I I hit up or I saved was Patricia E. Daniels. Okay. Um, Patty. Hmm? Patty. Yeah, Patty. Okay. She was a humanitarian and social reformer. Wait a minute. That was the name of the person who wrote the article. The name of the person. We're on point tonight, guys. Uh, We're on point. Patricia E. Daniels wants to tell us more about okay. Jane Adams with two Ds. Jane oh, Adams. Oh, sure. Jane Adams, of course. Was a humanitarian yeah. and social reformer, born to wealth, but used, like, Biddy had to gain her wealth. She wasn't yeah, born into it, sure. but still, Jane used her wealth to give back to the poor and the immigrants. And she was one of the first members of the ACLU. Oh, my God. Yeah, girl. I didn't know that, though. That's so yeah. cool. She was a founding member of both the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People and the American Civil Liberties Union. Fuck, yeah. That's amazing. And she won the Nobel Peace Prize. Of course. Yeah. That's awesome. Of course, I had to include Princess Diana. Oh, yes. Because she was just precious. Yeah. Do you think we'd still think that if she lived? I don't know. I don't know. But... You think there's something nostalgic about her? Like there 90s? might be a little bit of a nostalgia because of her tragic life, but yeah, you see that story and you see people act out that story of her hugging the child with AIDS in like the Bronx or somewhere in New York City. Okay, I'm pretty sure it was New York City, and she was just devastated that no one would go near this child because mm-hmm. they had AIDS, mm-hmm. and she hugged them, and it was like this big deal. Yeah. And I knew it was a big deal. I was alive when it happened, but yeah. I didn't really have that impact until I saw it like reenacted in The Crown or whatever show I was I was going to ask, did you see it? Yeah. Okay. In The Crown, okay. I saw it and yeah. I was like, God, this is so moving. Yeah. Like, it's so brave because people were scared to death of AIDS. Yeah, absolutely. Like, absolutely, they were. You know, and thankfully her actions helped us move past that. She was precious, though. She was so beautiful and sweet. Like, she was so wonderful. She was so, yeah. Yeah. I would have liked to have seen what would have happened. She's very, like, I feel like, you know, the Jackie O of the 90s, right? Like, you know, philandering husband, you know, right? He's still revered. Right. Oh, no. Like, he's he hor- he's like ho- a clown. No, no. He's horrible. Like, he's not he attractive. He did not deserve her. Mm-mm, no. Have you seen? There's a great meme, though, that's like. <laughs> this woman who dresses up as Prince Charles now that he's king and he's like alright what do we do now yes okay I'll just sign this oh, I don't want to you know and it's just like it's so funny I have you to mean do work. I have to work now I really don't oh god I just want to go home can like, we go to the uh, Camilla, Scotland Camilla. Now. Like, 
That's Pamela. That's what I'm going to call her now. Pamela. Pamela. <laughs> so if you're watching The Last of Us and are caught up, you're going to know this next one. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. Uh, Sally Ride. Yeah. She is the um, first American woman in space when she lost from launched from the Kennedy Center in Florida on June 18th, 1983. Nice. 83. Nice. That's when the first lady went to space. Of course. And she had the coolest fucking name for it. Sally Ride. It's so fucking amazing. I know. Rides, yeah. Sally Ride. Now, like, <laughs> yes. literally didn't put that together until just now. <laughs> um, Genius. <laughs> so the, the last few are my own personal favorites. Okay. Marie Curie, mm-hmm. who yep. was a famous scientist. Like, thank you. She was brilliant. Yeah. And yeah. Eat a dick. Um <laughs> <laughs> Margaret Mead, who was a famous anthropologist and oh, somebody I admire cool. very much. She was okay. the first one. Mead's favorite famous theory of imprinting found that children learn by watching adult behavior. Oh, imagine that. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? <laughs> Why do serial killers become serial killers? Oh, it's because their parents were fucking pieces <laughs> of shit and they watched them their whole lives. <laughs> if you listen to any true crime podcast, you know there's a whole soup. They call it the soup. Serial killer soup. They were like abused as a child, neglected oh, as a child, like all had a head injury, like all these things that yeah, make up. Man. Yeah. Colors. Anyway, right. my last one is Jean Goodall. Yes. She's I was my wondering. absolute favorite. Yeah. Um, Why though? Because she, okay, I have 10 things to share with you about okay, Jean Goodall. You might okay. Not know. Her findings changed the definition of man. Ooh, um, okay. Her discovery in 1960 at the age of 26 come to be considered one of the greatest achievements in the 20th century scholarship that chimpanzees make and use tools. Oh, cool. So she kind of brought that together. Not like there's no sure. missing link, but yeah. that link between all primates on the, yeah. on the planet. Um, she had her first chimp encounter as a baby. What? Yep. Wow. Yep. Okay. Um, she was one years old. Wow. How did that happen? Um, she was gifted a toy chimp by her father. <laughs> oh, wait, not a real one. Goodall Hat was first introduced to chimpanzees at the tender age of one when she was gifted a toy chimp okay. by her okay. father. Okay. Its name is Jubilee, and it remains on Goodall's dresser to this day. Oh, cute. I love that. Um, she had a crush on Tarzan. Who didn't? Yeah. Who didn't? Cartoon, real. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Brendan Fraser, thank you. Yeah, yeah, thank you. God. She had been observing animals since she was a preschooler. Okay. She is not, she was not allowed to travel in Tanzania alone. Of course not. I right. wouldn't want to yeah. travel in Tanzania I know. alone. <laughs> she had no formal scientific training when she undertook her research. Like really? that part, you know, I love that part, but I also am like, you can't do that now. Mm-mm, like no. I can't just like go out into Africa and be like, you know what? I think I'll look at chimpanzees. Like I got a lot of, Right. I can't. I have to have paperwork and absolutely some credentials, friend. Right. Yeah, like yeah. where's your degree? It's like I got a degree in life, brother. I'm just gonna look at these chimpanzees and see. Okay. Yeah. yeah. She had no formal training. She was the second researcher to attempt to study chips in the wild. And the last. No, I don't know. If yeah. She's the last. <laughs> um, well, yeah, because chips most, are like aggressive. Yeah, as they're shit. Don't they like rip your face off yeah. and stuff? Yeah. Didn't you see? Nope. Did you see? Nope. Why do I feel like you? Oh, I did. <gasps> yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot about that part. Yep. Yep. <gasps> yep. Ooh, 
chimps are like fucking crazy, man. I don't, don't put me in a room with one. Forget mm-mm, it. No mm-mm, thanks. Mm-mm. She earned her PhD without an undergraduate degree. I also can't be done anymore. No. <laughs> uh, no. Unless it's like honorary. Was hers? Um, it must have She been. entered Cambridge University as oh. a PhD candidate in 1962 despite not having a bachelor's degree. Uh, oh, okay. okay. She was the... Only the eighth person to be accepted to do a PhD at the university without having an undergraduate degree. Okay. So she's That's interesting. Smart. Um, her unconventional research practices attracted criticism. So despite her landmark discoveries, Goodall's work faced criticism at times. For example, mm-hmm. fellow scientists objected to Goodall naming the animals. Oh, okay. That were a part of her studies. And at the time, common practice was that animals were assigned numbers so that researchers mm. didn't become attached. I was going to gonna say, like, the emotional, right? Yeah. It's like a stranger thinks. She's like, I'm going to name them Bobby. Yeah. Billy. <laughs> Tina. <laughs> Get over <James>. here, Tina. <laughs> Jim, Paul, Tyrone. She's known as a trimate. Okay. So when I first read what? this, I was like, this is a funny word because I feel like I'm a trimate too. Like, try me. Right. Try me. Right. Um, as one of the three most prominent researchers on primates in the world, Goodall is known okay. as a trimate along with Diane Fossey and Beirut Gal- Galicus. Oh. Who studied gorillas and orangutans, respectively. Okay. They're all women. Okay. And they've been selected by anthropologist Louis Leakey. Whose who wife man? is that also a huge, a famous anthropologist? Okay, okay. Study hominids in their natural environment. Okay. So she's my hero. See, I feel like I really should have just done this. Ava has a book, and it's like. Oh, you should have done that. I totally should have. It's like women throughout <laughs> history, but it's like they're like cartoon yeah, drawings. I've seen that. We could have had yeah. a story time. We totally fucking we'll could have. It was amazing. It's all month. It's all month long. <laughs> yes, it is all month long. Yeah, man. Women are such badasses. Hell yeah. I think we just get so fucked up in our own heads and mired down in our expectations, you know. And, and what life expects from us. Yeah, right, exactly. But then there's women out there who, back in the day. Who, when, like Biddy, really? he's like, I'm going to walk across the country in shitty fucking shoes yeah. if I have any. Right, right, exactly. I'm going to raise this family and yep. my own. And then I'm just, you know what, I'm going to make some money. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to save it. Fuck yeah. yeah. And I'm going to invent parking lots. Exactly. You're welcome. <laughs> you are so welcome. <laughs> it's crazy. And it's just, in, it, for me, like looking at women in history who have changed the world and made an impact. And then I'm, and really like <laughs> back in the day, it was so much fucking harder to be a woman. Right. I know, but then it's like, but you could go to heart, like Cambridge and get in without an undergraduate yeah, that's degree. That's a little like special. Yes, but you know. Listen, the Maharaji, you're. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She used what she had to spy on both sides, probably. I don't doubt it. Yeah. I don't doubt she was a double spy. Right, Ooh. of course. No. Yeah. Yeah. But it's too it's, easy. <laughs> I just, well, I look at those women when times are so much harder and I'm like, okay, well, you know. What do I have to complain about? You know, this li- life is hard. It's harder for different reasons. It's it's still challenging and it's still hard, but it's nice to look back and be like, all right, there's fucking people out there who have killed it. Yeah. Right. And, and th- what really kind of sucks is that we have to designate a month to talk about it because we're ignored the rest of the year. So it's maybe like- we should ignore <laughs> Jesse. Maybe every month we should do a women of the month. 
Yeah. Do one of these weird, like, yeah. I'm just going to find random people. That I love s- it. Yeah. There's we'll do so it. many because, yeah, there's so many you women. You can't fit all the women that have made a change into one month. They're, what I'd I really... like to look at, like, more recent, like from 2000 and to now. Like, yeah. What's, who has been influ- influential? Because I feel like even right now, you women in the media, like, it's either they're a victim of true crime. You know, or they've done something salacious on the internet, or like I just or feel somebody's like somebody's done something to them. Yeah, I think the Me Too movement's probably the biggest thing that's happened for real in the two thousands. Yeah, definitely. Like women being able to say, "Listen, I know that the Maharaji Maharahi, yeah, whatever, right? Like I'll learn it one day. Yeah, okay. I know so she used her body to like spy, but that's you know that's just like a benefit that we have. She was still doing right. a job." Fuck yeah. Doesn't mean that everybody was allowed to just like do whatever they wanted to her so she could keep her job. Right, right, exactly, which is what we have to do now, I feel like. We're still at that point. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, uh, we have to placate. We're going to change things. One day somebody will have a podcast and they'll be talking about us. I love it. Yes, <laughs> they will be. <laughs> so, yeah, okay, let's do it then. Every month we'll talk about All right. some badass women. Before we close out, I did want to say... I did want to make honorable mention of the woman who I celebrate every month of the year. Mom? But no. Okay, because I was like, I said, my, me too. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love my mom. I'm, She's fucking amazing. Um, but no, it's, um, I just want to talk for a minute about uh, my Aunt Dora, who I think oh. I've talked to you about. My great Aunt Dora. She's the one that you went to live with in New York City? So yeah, she lived in New York City. She was born in the late 30s in uh, Powdersville, South Carolina. Nice. And went to <laughs> a little bit. Um, went to Winthrop University and oh, wow. got a teaching degree and then moved in, in the 50s to New York City um, because, you know, I think even before there was a name for it, she knew she was gay. And oh. so she knew that she couldn't be who she wanted to be in the South. Not in Powderville, South Carolina. No, Powdersville. It's still there. It's got one one light. Uh, <laughs> it's still there. <laughs> one black person, probably. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Probably. So she did. She moved to New York, and um, she opened up um, one of the very first schools in Harlem for underprivileged kids. Um, wow. Yeah, where she was the like the head mistress there um, and started all these programs, like these outreach programs through the school to be able to reach youth who were really high risk. Right. Um, that was in like the 60s, 70s. And um, she traveled the world and had this fantastic life. She was at the Stonewall Riots in 1969. <gasps> wow. Yep. Um, and then she was at the very first, um, gay liberation march on Christopher street, um, in New York city the year after in the eighties, she used to volunteer in New York city to bring food to men who had AIDS who were homebound. They Mm -hmm. couldn't leave their homes. And so, you, you know, talk about how scary it was. Nobody wanted to be around these men. And she was part of an organization that like brought them food and, you know, whatever else they oh. needed. Um, so she had this fucking amazing life that I never knew about until she died. And like I used to in high school, I would go to New York City and I would stay with her over the summer for, you know, a few weeks. And like she showed me so many things and just taught me so many things and just became like a part of me. Um, and I remember 
the first summer I stayed with her and her partner, Diane, who, I mean, they were together. She lived in Chelsea, Manhattan for most of her life. So, you know, she had this fabulous rent control department. Yeah. And I remember her partner being there and I was thinking like I was 15. It was her roommate, you know, and then I was right. like, but there's one room and they sleep together. And like not like realizing it and then being like, okay, whatever. Yeah. And then, so this is my grandmother's sister. So I stay this summer and then I fly into Greenville, South Carolina where my grandparents were living and my grandmother um, sat me down and she was like, well, Jesse, I guess you know by now that your Aunt Dora is weird. And I was like, is this your mom's mom or your dad's mom? This is my dad's mom. Okay. And I was like, okay. And she was like, you know what I mean by weird, don't you? And I was like, "Mm, no, I don't think so. And she was like, oh, baby. Oh, Lord. When she was a little girl, she went in the river and she got so sick. Lord, she almost died from that river. She said, and ever since then, she's been weird. So the river made her gay? Uh, the river made her gay. <laughs> the typhoid fever <laughs> almost that killed is her. A new one. It didn't kill her, but it get, made her gay. It killed her, like, her near death experience. was like, I like women and I don't care who knows. <laughs> the fever made me do it. But like the crazy thing is, they were so close as sisters. They would travel together, like Aunt Dora, Diane. Just like, don't ask, don't tell. Exactly. They never talked about it ever. And like my aunt was not open with me about it, my great aunt, until she died. And she left me. All she left me so many things, but she left me all her photo albums and they were full of like pictures and postcards and notes and letters and car just like so many things from her life that I had no idea about that I had to like it was like a mystery and I would like pull something out and contact old friends of hers or talk to my dad or talk to my grandmother and ask questions about like trying to figure out like what Mm -hmm. is this when did this happen how and trying to put those pieces together and it was so fucking cool and I just wish that I had been able to talk to her about it right you know and like she was one of the women who were out there like doing good and changing things for the LGBTQ community what's your aunt's last name uh Dora Johnson Dora Jean Johnson. Dora Jean Johnson. Dora Jean Johnson. My grandmother was Reba. Reba. So. <laughs> and Willing. Oh Willing Reba. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. Very Southern. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I just, you know, talking about Women's History Month. That's somebody Aww. that's made an impact on me. So, I just wanted to. pick somebody from my family next time. Please do. Yes. I didn't mean to, like, torpedo and, like, take over. But, no. No. Yeah. I was just, like, there's so many women in my family. I have to, like, it could be the whole year. Like every week. Dude, I love it. All right, let's do it. <laughs> All right, guys. So, um, yeah, we we hope that you guys have enjoyed this episode. If you have, um, please give us a good rating on um, Apple or Spotify, wherever you listen. Make sure that you're subscribing. Make sure that you're following us on Instagram and Facebook. Um, we really do appreciate it. We really do love hearing from you guys. Yeah. Um, we get story ideas from you guys, topic ideas. Um, it just makes us happy and excited. And so, um, it's yeah, it's so fun. And it, you know, helps us to survive and thrive if we're doing um if you know if you guys will rate us and you know we're doing really well in the philippines we're number 20 are you serious <laughs> yeah i got a notification Hell today yeah. yeah like okay philippines <laughs> we'll be coming to so, you on tour shout out, <laughs> shout out. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um, we should get christy tegan and Oh my God, I love it. But yeah, uh, we just love you guys and we appreciate you guys always listening and um, we hope that you're enjoying things with us and just make sure that you're 
just uh, give us a little rating. Jesse just really, I just like reading the reviews, but yeah, ratings are nice too. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Bump us up a little bit. Yeah. Make us feel good. All right, guys. But until next week. Bye. Bye.